Lately I've been feeling old Feel it in my bones Feel it in my fingertips, you know I am Feel it in my toes Don't feel much good for nothing anymore And I think it shows And another sunset wife who loves me She tells me all the time I got a boy who's good to me You know he would Give me his last dime And I don't understand it all I've been thinking about a life of crime And another sunset Homicidal Menopausal ditch I've fallen here And I'm feeling Suicidal I think it's time To sink or swim Yesterday, we used to play and sing. Said he let the music die, you know, couldn't play a goddamn thing. And inside he looked so sad, like a part of him was gone. And it's another sunset. Once again, I turn to one of my favorite newspapers in the world, the Asia Times. I highly recommend you check it out if you like to read long, interesting, insightful articles. There are no sound bites in the Asia Times. Antonia Maria Costa, head of the United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime, last month informed the world that Afghanistan's expected opium harvest for the 2010 season will be three quarters of last year's output, a substantial reduction of 2,600 tons. Afghanistan produces over 90%. Let me say that again. 90% of the world's illicit supply of opiates, the key ingredient of heroin, and has produced more than 6,000 tons of opium a year since 2006. I remember when we went in there, one of our goals was to obliterate the opium trade, uh, to just devastate the poppy fields and grow wheat or, or soy or who knows what. Doesn't seem to be working. 
A ravaging, naturally occurring blight exacerbated by climatic conditions is behind this season's failed harvest, according to UN forensic findings. In the case of Kandahar, Helmand, and Urgazan provinces, which collectively produce 80% of the total amount of opium in Afghanistan, the blight was further spread by aphids, small plant-eating bugs that can carry fungi and viruses. Now, wait a minute. Kandahar and Helmand, isn't that where all the American crusaders are clearing out the Taliban and rebuilding Afghanistan? I want to ask you a question. Why are we always fighting in areas that grow a lot of poppies? I mean, like Southwest Asia and now Afghanistan? Is it the smell of fresh poppies in the morning? Remember Ali North and Seacord were in Laos around the Golden Triangle where they grew poppies, collecting money that went through the hand bank in uh, Australia and ended up here paying for the Contra's atrocities. I I really think that if you ain't got oil and you ain't got opium, we ain't interested. The U.N. estimates that up to 50% of Afghanistan's opium crops have been affected. Following Costa's announcement, Taliban insurgents and angry farmers in southern Afghanistan were quick to blame international forces for aerial spraying their fields to disrupt this year's harvest. Farmers claim unconfirmed spraying of their fields has also sickened livestock, children, and hurt production of legal crops like fruits and nut trees. Like we get a lot of fruits and nuts from Afghanistan. Yeah, most of the fruits and nuts in Afghanistan are fighting the Americans. The U.N., the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, and the U.S. officials deny the claims. The Taliban's insistence on ISAF involvement and claims by farmers of finding white powder in their fields has been galvanized by a previous UNODC program funded by the United States that sought to weaponize Fusarium oxysporum, a plant fungus capable of devouring cocoa bushes, poppy fields, and marijuana plants. Well, that must have somebody there at Fort Detrick in Maryland just jumping up and down, getting wet in the pants. All three, a a drug trifecta. Uzbekistan served as the testbed for the project, although at least two Central Asian states refused to participate, opting to manually eradicate their poppy fields. And the project was ultimately terminated in 2002 without the fungus ever being used. Efforts to deploy the virus to South America were blocked by Colombia and Peru, and even the United States prohibited aerial dispersal of the fungal agent against marijuana fields in the state of Florida, following warnings from scientists that the fungus could mutate into a hardier strain capable of attacking non-targeted crops and livestock. Oh, it's okay to put the sucker together and spray it on Afghanistan. It's okay to use Uzbekistan as a test area. But it's not okay to spray it on pot crops in Florida because it might make people sick and it might take out all the other legitimate crops. This is biological terrorism. And we have to face it and we have to end it. Well, Dave, back in the Great Depression, of course, this is the Greater Depression because we do everything better. Um, they used to have, there was a song that Pete Seeger, I don't know if he wrote it, but he sang it, the banks are made of marble with a guard at every door and the vaults are stuffed with silver that the workers sweated for. Well, the banks may be made of marble, but that doesn't keep them from crumbling even today. Regulators have shut down a Nevada bank, raising to 83 the number of U.S. bank failures just this year. This year, 83 banks? Yeah, the Federal Deposit Uh Insurance Corp. took over Nevada Security Bank based in Reno, 
with $480.3 million in assets and $479.8 million in deposits, but it failed. Uh, the failure of the bank is expected to cost the deposit insurance fund $80.9 million. So they were $80.9 million in the red. I think I have problems, you know, balancing my books. Okay. So this is a time of bank failures, but great wisdom. This is Sarah Palin. I don't like to talk about Mama Grizzly unless she says something so weird and funny that it, it just makes the listeners chuckle. Okay? Go ahead. Go ahead. When we, asked we by O'Reilly, this is, you know, this is O'Reilly. Yeah. How to stop the oil leak? Sarah Palin responded, quote, the Dutch, they are known, and the Norwegian, they are known for for dikes and for cleaning up water and for dealing with spills. This woman was almost president of the United States. And for dealing with spills. The Dutch, uh-huh, they are the known. Dutch. I love the way she talks like this, you know, the <laughs> Dutch, they are known, and the Norwegian, they are known for dikes and cleaning up water and dealing with spills. Next. 